Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are listening to The Erin May Henry Show. This is a podcast created to help you to be unapologetically yourself and get paid for it. Here, we talk all about personal branding, online business, social media marketing, and everything in between. And along with serving you some incredible lessons about how to grow your personal brand, we also have some amazing chats with extraordinary entrepreneurs and influencers about how they built theirs. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to know to become known online, grow your influence, impact, and income. So with that being said, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I hope that you're having an incredible day so far. So I have another one of my incredible clients that I am bringing you today specifically to talk all about content creation. So I actually started working with Madeline last year. It's amazing that she is another Melbourne girl. So she is sitting right next to me. We're drinking coffee, loving life. And I wanted her to really give her talk through her journey because it has been quite a long one in terms of creating content consistently and she's been able to work through some massive shifts with her own mindset in terms of going live and just showing up in her business. So for those of you who are just really struggling to consistently create content, to consistently put yourself out there and to consistently you know, just go for the things that you want in your business. That is what I wanted to Madeline to share her journey for today. So thank you so much for joining us or coming over to my house and playing with my dog, really. I mean, that's really why I came over here. Um, I've just probably spent about the past half an hour playing playing with Harvey. But you know, I'm excited to see Erin. She made me a good coffee and, you know, we're going to have some fun chatting about content. Why is it that every single time someone comes over here, they're like more excited to see Harvey than me? Because he's excited to see them. <laughs> he makes people feel good about themselves. I'm excited to see you. I know, you are. Sorry. <laughs> Although Harvey is a bit of a star. Like, people just are so excited. I'm surprised they didn't ask for his autograph. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So let's pretty much jump straight in. So for those of you who are maybe meeting you for the first time, I know I've shared a lot of your content um, on Instagram and stuff. But if anyone is listening and is meeting you for the first time, did you kind of just want to walk through your journey and specifically what it is that you do with your business now? Yeah, so my journey has been a long and evolving one. I don't think anybody's career path should be particularly linear. Um, I have a background in public relations, social media management, and all kinds of communication stuff, a little bit to do with influencers as well. And for the past couple of years, I have been sort of experimenting with freelancing in content creation and management. 
And then I kind of made the switch over to strategy that felt a little bit better to me. And as I kind of evolved in my own personal journey, I realized that there was a missing component. There was people who were still having trouble making that strategy work. And that was obviously mindset. So I've started to take a more holistic approach to the way that I help entrepreneurs kind of show off their brand online and make sure they feel comfortable and happy making their content. And that's kind of where I'm landing now, a little bit of personal branding and mindset stuff. I love that. But can you, so what is it that you specifically, so I know you have a membership site and you've got courses. Is there, is that like the bulk of how you're helping people? Do you do coaching and stuff as well? Yeah. Okay. Let's get specific. So I do work with <laughs> we people love specifics here. Yeah. I was just getting carried away telling my story. We've got the one-on-one coaching, the membership site, which is currently closed for enrollment, getting a lovely revamp wait list if you guys want to join it'll be in the links (laughs) (laughs) and yeah i also have some really low cost trainings on my website that you can purchase and also a new course that i've just released which really helps people who are just getting started and might not be ready to you know invest in a coach yet so i do definitely have a few different offers yeah i love that i love that So why I wanted to bring Madeline on, as I said in the beginning, was really because her journey has been so inspiring when it comes to particularly content creation. She, because I have been there through the entire journey, (laughs) holding her hand at times, but the way that she has shifted, and even though it was mindset, the way that she's been able to shift in in her business through content creation has just been absolutely insane. So can you maybe paint the picture of where you were like 12 months ago in terms of your mindset? Because I think what this is going to do is allow those listening to really resonate with where you were. And then we can get into the specifics of getting to where you are now. So where were you say 12 months ago in terms of mindset and consistent content creation? I was not in a good place. (laughs) Um, Let's just be bold. (laughs) Yeah, let's be real with it. I was in a place where I was constantly thinking two things, that I had no content ideas to put out there and that I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't show my face. I couldn't put myself out there. It was just totally impossible. And they were the kind of two thoughts that were reigning my content creation process. Yeah, that's insane. And I think so many people who are listening are going to be in the exact same boat. So you're saying that you never had content ideas, but you'd been in so many different roles where you'd been helping people to create their content. Madeline is like <laughs> nodding her head in like, yes. Yeah. So what, I guess what we're really trying to portray here is if, you know, what would you say is like the mi- biggest mindset block that you were struggling with then in terms of like not having enough content ideas is obviously not matter of fact. No. It was a mindset change. So yeah. like walk us through what was the mindset limitations that you felt like were there? So I think the the concept of not having content ideas was my way of keeping myself safe because I have always been very afraid of judgment and what people would think and how people would value my work. So that was kind of the underlying thing that sat under yeah. I don't have any content ideas. Yeah, yeah, that's massive. So essentially self-sabotaging. Yeah. <laughs> holding yourself back. Okay. So if you're listening to this and this is resonating, if you are thinking anything like, I don't have content ideas, I don't know what to say. I think that's a massive one that other people are thinking about as well. Maybe why would people want to listen? Is that something that you struggled with? So if you're sitting there thinking like, what's the point of putting myself out there? But then if we really think about this, all of this stuff is what's going to build your personal brand, putting yourself out there, creating content. It's so important. So 
what was the kind of journey that you took? What was the stuff that you actually started working on to make that change, to actually start putting content out there more consistently? So my journey was a little bit of a long and painful one. And Erin can vouch for this because she tried to like kind of help me into things a few times. And a few things that uh, Erin sort of tried to teach me 12 months ago only clicked maybe about three months ago. I actually did a live about that. Um, It was really just all about being able to accept myself. I did a lot of mindset work around being able to accept myself. And what really helped me take the big leap was saying to myself, I'm okay with doing this, doing this live, putting out this piece of content, whatever it is that I'm doing. And if it doesn't work out the way that I thought it would, I'm still going to love myself. I'm still going to be proud of myself and I'm still going to be able to sleep at night, a happy person. Yeah, that's massive. And I think a massive mindset, I guess, shift to come to, and this is if I was going to talk about your journey from my perspective. (laughs) This is going to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I want to take a step back because if some of you are listening being like, wow, you know, it does take time. Like it's not a light switch. That's absolutely okay. Like if you're in Madeline's shoes and you know intellectually what you need to do, but it's still taking time to get there, don't be hard on yourself because self-development and learning to love yourself is not just like an overnight thing. If it takes you 12 months, if it takes you 24 months, or if it takes you five years, at least you're moving forward and you will get there. Some people get there faster, guarantee, but we're all different. We're all unique. So please don't ever give up on trying to build the confidence. But what I particularly wanted to say was, you know, would you agree that you kind of came to the point where realizing that, catastrophizing the outcome (laughs) and and please if you're listening can you reach out to madeline and i on social media because i'd really like because to me i think this is the key talk me through your mindset do you think that you were catastrophizing the outcome like having thoughts like people are going to massively judge me i'm going to basically have like you know all of this hate mail people are going to be like you're a fake you're a phony Has any of that ever actually happened? Yeah, I actually had like a bit of a phobia of hate comments. And the thing with catastrophizing for me is that like, I understand if you're catastrophizing. I've catastrophized my entire life. I've struggled with anxiety my entire life. My frame of mind was always set up to catastrophize things. So if I can move past it, you can too. And I know when people say that, that you're like, oh yeah, whatever, you know, if I can, you can too. But it it is true. Like, you know, you can, you can turn it around and it's important to actually start trying to turn it around because it gives you that physical proof that the catastrophizing isn't real, but the only way to get that proof is to give it a go. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, to talk really specifically about what we're saying here, you know, you might have in your mind, I really want to start going live on Instagram. And then you might be saying to yourself, well, if I go live, no one's going to come, no one's going to watch, or someone's going to come and tell me that I like I look ugly or what I'm saying is like, this is what we're talking about when we're saying catastrophizing. But at the end of the day, none of that stuff ever happens, does it? When you started going live, did people start giving you hate comments? Was it as bad as you thought it was going to be? Not at all. I mean, if you have the idea that no one's going to show up, that might happen in the beginning. But I mean, you know, why not give yourself the opportunity to practice when no one's there? You yes. want to, this is what I say also, this is a side note about doing things as you would when you had a million followers or a hundred thousand followers, it prepares you. So don't, yeah. don't be afraid of starting out, but yeah, it's none of that bad stuff happened to me going live and getting past that fear of live content specifically 
revolutionized my confidence. It wasn't yeah. just about the business effects for me. It was about the way that I perceived myself. Yeah, that's massive. And I want to talk about that first kind of shift that you made because, you know, you struggled a little bit with consistency of content creation before. And obviously that was the mindset that we've already spoken about. So if you're listening to this and you're like, my struggle really is on the consistency side of things, I just can't show up for XYZ mindset wise. Madeline just dove in the deep end yeah. with lives. That's how she started to create consistent content, to create a consistent podcast, um, to show up more on social media. So can you kind of walk us through like, what was your thought process just before that first time you were like, fuck it, I'm just going to start going live. Like what got you to that point? So sometimes in my life, when transformation comes about, it comes from a point of being fed up. And yeah. I know it's unfortunate to let it get to that stage, but it can be a really good driver. Like, yeah. you know, you just get so sick of life being the way it is. You know that you're here for a purpose. You know you have a goal and you're just not getting there. I was just sick of not doing it. I was like, I'm ready to show up. I'm ready to help these people. This is why I'm here. Am I going to do it? Or am I just going to go back and work in some office job and be like a, a miserable bitch? Yeah. You know, so that was kind of like the, the catalyst for, for me. And then, so you're just like, that's it. Like, I'm just going to start going live. Like, can you talk us through that first time that you yeah. went live? Okay. So I had been live probably three times before I started this thing that I'm about to tell you about. And they were fine, but I did them once and it was like, it wasn't horrible, but I felt very anxious. And I was like, I want to protect myself from feeling like that again. So I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. So this time I was like, I'm going to approach this differently. I'm going to go full immersion. I'm going to go live in my Facebook group for the next seven days. Massive. So they started out small and this is something that I've spoken to a couple of clients about as well is that like, you know, if you're really, really struggling to start, instead of doing an Instagram story, do it live. If yeah. you have a podcast to promote or you want to tell people something, do it live. Just get that momentum going and commit to doing it every day for a certain period of time. And that immersion is just going to help you turn over that fear a lot quicker. I love that. And this is something that I've been speaking about so much lately because I really think we have it backwards. I think that so many people are saying, just start small, just start small, take that first baby step. And while I think that is okay in the very beginning, there has to become a point where it's like you take the massive leap. Once you've taken a few baby steps, then it's like, now it's time to start running. Yeah. If you're forever taking baby steps like you really aren't going to be moving forward and when you do take that massive leap like jump on the trampoline or get on the tricycle then everything else becomes so much easier yeah. so find that thing for those of you who are listening find that thing that is going to just propel you forward for Madeline it was like she got to a point where it was either I can go work in an office or I can start showing up they're my two options, yeah. but you don't have to get to that point. You can almost take listening to this podcast as that point for you. So I ask you now, do you want to just live a mundane life or do you want to make a difference in this world? And if it's the latter, find something, a seven day live challenge, pitching your podcast, pitching to the media, whatever it is, but find something that is really, really going to just have a quantum leap, a quantum shift for you, your confidence and your mindset. So on that, I want to talk to you for the audience, for everyone listening, what would you say then is now that you're kind of on the other side, in hindsight, what would your top three confidence tips and pieces of advice be for someone who's like okay I want to go live like do you prepare like how do you get yourself psyched up to go live 
So the first thing is don't expect to feel confident. There's no need to yeah. feel that feeling. You're going to create that feeling by doing the thing. So that, that's what you're doing. You're creating the confidence by doing the thing you're scared of. Number two is I listen to some really great music to yes. get myself hyped up. Really embarrassing. My live song is 5678 by Steps. Classic. Yeah. My <laughs> boots give maybe is driving me crazy. Literally, that is my song if I need to get hyped up before I talk to a client or before I go live or before I do a training session. Oh God, so, I, I mean, you guys might think that song's absolutely <laughs> fucking ridiculous. You pick your own song, but music, and Erin has spoken about this before, music is an amazing mood shifter. The third thing would be, now I don't prepare anymore because I find that preparation or over-preparation creates limitations or it creates a standard. So I have removed that standard. If it's something important or I have specific points I want to get across, it's like dot points only. But thinking that over-preparing and over-scripting and knowing exactly what you're going to say minute by minute is going to help you, it's not. Because for me, if I didn't say all of those exact things, I'd be like, well, that was a failure. Yeah. I didn't stick to the plan. It didn't work. So just reducing the expectation and allowing it to be what it is. Yeah. All right. So I love those tips. Sorry if that seemed like a weird, awkward cut there, but my dog was crying. So we had to pretty much <laughs> let him out and give him a little pig's ear. Now he's all happy downstairs. But I wanted to flip the switch a little bit here. So You used to have a YouTube channel, correct? And then you realized that it was just not working for you. You found podcasting and now you're like smashing them out like no tomorrow. Yeah. So what's your advice? Say everyone listening is one of your clients, one of your members. What would be your advice for them if they were looking to find the right platform for them to create rich content on? Like what steps should they take? Well, the first and most important thing is you need to really be able to be honest with yourself and know yourself. Now, when it comes to podcasting, I I may have said this somewhere before, I've had an inkling to start a podcast before I even had my business. Don't know why podcasting wasn't even a thing. It was just always something I was interested in. But when you see other people in your industry having success in a certain way, it's really hard to deny that. You think, I want that. I want that too. I want people to be able to find me. I want to be seen. So it's easy to take avenues that might not be right for you. And then you hear things like, oh, blogging is dead. You know, it's hard for people to search for podcasts or, you know, YouTube is dying because advertisers don't want to work with it. You know, you hear all different kinds of stuff about all the kinds of platforms. So really, it doesn't really matter. What you need to ask yourself is, where do I feel most comfortable? How do I feel comfortable showing up? What feels good to me and what do I want? And then second to that, but also more importantly, what kind of information am I sharing and how how are people going to best understand this? So if I was showing you how-tos and I was wanting to screen share my Planoly account with you, podcasting is not going to do that, but I don't do that. My podcast is a little bit more um, talking about overarching concepts and topics, so that works for me. So... As long as you kind of tick off those two boxes of really knowing what you want and where you can be you and then making sure it actually demonstrates what you need to demonstrate to people, you're good to go. Yeah, that's amazing. And your podcast is so freaking incredible. And what I love most about you and your podcast journey is the just relentless in putting yourself out there and getting interviews. So Madeline has been able to secure so many interviews. She's really just reached out to so many people. She has interviewed so many incredible people on her podcast and now is starting to be interviewed on other people's podcasts as well, which is amazing and huge for growing a personal brand as well as your network online. 
So I often get people asking me, well, how do you start collaborating? How do you reach out to people? How do you get people on your podcast, especially when your podcast is newer? Because a lot of people feel like, well, no one's going to come on my podcast if I don't, you know, I've only just started. So can you walk us through your process of actually getting people onto your podcast? Yeah, so I talk about collaboration and networking a a fair bit. It's something that I'm quite passionate about and think I have a little bit of a skill for just saying. So hopefully (laughs) this helps you out. I think when you're reaching out or wanting to collaborate with somebody, first of all, expect a yes because most people say yes. Yeah. Like I've had, I have had a couple of no replies from some quite high level people. So expected, that's fine. But everybody else has said yes. So don't be afraid to ask the question. The second thing is it is so important to be purposeful and understand why you want to network with that person, what the benefit is to them and how they can help your audience. Networking and collaboration is a two-way street. There must be a purpose for both people. You really need to know what the fit is. And when you're approaching somebody, you need to be able to show that. Right off the bat, you need to say to them, love to have you on my whatever, or I'd love to collaborate with you because of X. And this is why I think it would work. And then if they're interested from there, then you can go into the specifics, you know. And I'd like to add something on here. This is turning into more of a conversation than, a, than an interview. But anyway, we are just chilling here having coffee. So hopefully you guys have a coffee or you're driving and getting a takeaway coffee, whatever. Anyway, um, what I'd like to add on that, because I think for everyone listening being like, well, that sounds easier, but like, why would people want to say yes to me? I've recently started telling people that if you want to interview me for your podcasts, just ask, because it came to my attention that people were afraid to ask me. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To be on their podcast, and this includes my clients. This includes people in the May Collective Facebook group. And honestly, I will say I was not offended. I'm not going to say I was a little (laughs) offended, but... It blew my mind that people were afraid to ask yeah. me or they thought that there was no point in asking me because they thought I would say no. And I'm like, honestly, okay, the only reason why I would say no is a time thing. It's not going to be because yeah. I don't want to. It would be like, okay, maybe not now. I'm going to Bali for the next two weeks. We'll do yeah. it when I get back. But I'm not going to be saying no or denying anyone that's a part of this community. Do you know what I mean? So from the influencer side of things – Please don't expect that people, just because they have an audience or they have a successful business, that they're not going to want to talk to you. Because I'll say from my perspective, like I'm still hustling to get my name out there and every person counts. I don't care if like two people are listening to your podcast. At the end of the day, those two people might share it with their their friend or you know what I mean you never know who's listening so please don't be afraid to reach out to people and as Madeline said the worst thing that's going to happen is they don't respond and then you're in the exact same position she didn't die she's (laughs) still here I can't this is not a conspiracy theory she is alive (laughs) um but you know at the end of the day like the worst thing that can happen is that people don't respond 
Or they say no. It's flattering to be asked to be on yeah. a podcast. It's massive. You'd, you'd actually underestimate how flattering it is for other people to be asked. And just to add on to that, I've never had anyone say to me, can you show me the numbers for your podcast? Yeah. Never. People are always, thank you so much. Some of the times people have even said, I love listening to your podcast. Yeah. It would be an honor to come on. And I was like, oh, they, they like me as well. Like, yeah. like what? It's just there's so much opportunity out there yeah you're not going to get it if you don't ask for it oh my god raising your hand is literally like and we could go on like a whole nother (laughs) rampage here as well but I feel like there's so much more I want to talk in terms of content tips but yeah like it really is as simple as that if you don't ask you don't get and I realized that so much as well even for where I am on my journey you know um just as a side note, we've been doing this 90 days of self promo in the May collective group and you know, where where we all put together this massive list um, of things that we could do to put ourselves out there. And there are spin opportunities that I've been able to secure that just would have never happened if I didn't ask. So please ask guys, if there's someone, if you have a podcast or a YouTube channel or a blog and you want to interview someone, I'll come on. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're free. We're totally available. You get two for the price of one. Um, all right. All right. So yeah, so I really hope that's helpful for you guys. So the next thing I really, really want to talk about with you, because I know you speak about this all the time, and this is something that people for some reason struggle so much with, and that's like the organization of actually creating content. So whether that's planning content, whether that's batch creating content. So could you maybe, do you have like a workflow? What's your processes of actually idea to live content yeah i literally did a training about this yesterday for the social boss elite girls so it's like fresh in my mind so idea is obviously the first thing Mm -hmm. um i keep all of my ideas in an evernote file for me that's an ongoing process yeah you just keep adding to it keep adding to it keep adding to it is there like a minimum that you would have on that list at any one time like do you have a like i need to have 20 ideas at one time or is it just like i just kind of add to it as i go but i will say one thing I think a good place to start is an exercise that you gave me yeah. is to put your kind of your topic in the center of a, a mind map, yeah. put your subtopics around it, and then think about the questions that people would ask about that topic. Yeah. So if you're starting Massive. from ground zero, that's what you do. Then from there, you just can, you can add to the list whenever. And don't discount any ideas. If you think something and then you're like, oh no, that, that's going to suck. I can't flesh that out. That's Put it down. Yeah. It, it'll be something. You're just discounting it because your limiting beliefs are telling you that people don't want to hear it. Write everything down. <laughs> and just a question that I have on that. Like when do the ideas come to you? Are they just like randomly or do you actually sit down and have like an idea planning session? All the time. <laughs> yeah. So you're just constantly going into your Evernote on your phone yeah. or your laptop. Yeah. That's massive because I think people forget to train themselves to do yeah. that. Well, because we think, oh, well, I'm not in ideas mode, so it mustn't be a good idea. Yeah. I'm not going to write it down. You don't, the ideas mode is all the time. Yeah. That it's your life. <laughs> how many times, and this, this happens to me all the time. I fucking hate it so much. It gets me so annoyed. But how many times you like have an idea, like you're in the shower or something like that. And then like the later that day, you're like, what was that idea? I can't right remember. Right before I fall asleep. Yeah. So honestly, getting in the habit of writing stuff down because we have so many thoughts a day, yeah. like 80,000 thoughts a day. Like you could have a viral idea yeah. and if you're not writing it down, poof, it's gone. Yeah, exactly. So idea. Idea. So then we go into the content creation process. So what I do is I will group my content creation. So it'll be like writing, podcast recording, video recording. Yeah. And I will time block 
time to do those things and I'll do them messily. I won't necessarily focus on the outcome at that point. This is just me creating yeah. the content. There's no pressure to think about what's this going to be like when it's edited, whatever, whatever. This is just creation time. Yeah. Um, this helps you save time because obviously if you're doing something with equipment, you're in the one place, you're not switching between places. And also creatively, you were in the flow. Your mindset is I'm recording podcasts or I am writing. It helps you get things done a lot quicker and of a higher quality. So we create. And then I will go into like um, an editing process based on my schedule. My schedule is pretty janky. It's a Google Drive spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where like I have it. like a week planned out yeah. um, and you know if something's been edited it's pink and if it's live it's green cool good system um, so then yeah editing I'll polish everything up this will be editing podcasts polishing up a blog post or editing videos then we move into scheduling yeah so that's just putting things in my pod bean or uploading them to YouTube or shit scheduling into my my blog so you know you want to be creating a workflow where you are not moving between different things because your mindset breaks up and you're not focused and also you're just wasting you're wasting time and you know if you're only in garage band we're in garage band right now if you're if you're only in there focusing on the one thing and you're not doing something that requires you to switch windows you're not going to stop along the way you're not going to stop on facebook along the way you're not going to check your emails along the way because there's no reason to leave that program because all you're doing is recording three or four podcast episodes. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're in jail. You are where you are. And you're, Stay there. And you're doing, you're doing your thing. So I will just say quickly for Instagram, it's a little bit different because I use Planoly. So my process is curate and create the yeah. images, dump them into Planoly, write captions, schedule. Awesome. And do you do that like a week in advance or? If I'm being good, I do it on a Sunday. Okay, cool. And how many podcasts would you, so say you're recording solo episodes, how many would you record at any one time? Like in terms of batch creating? To be honest, now that I have the mindset where I can rely on myself to be consistent, if I don't batch create a ton, I will do as many as I feel inspired to do. You're not going to be able to allow yourself that freedom until you gain that discipline and start to train your mind a little bit. So I yeah. would recommend preparing at least a week yeah. in advance if you are in a space where you're still training yourself to, to be consistent and create that trust as well with yourself that you'll do it if you don't pre-prepare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. So obviously this podcast is all about personal branding and you are so passionate about personal branding as I am. So the last thing I wanted to talk about, I think we've given so much great advice for anyone who's like really, really thinking about content creation. If you're just stuck, the thing that I hope you got from this episode is recognizing that whatever your situation with your content creation is right now, it's a mindset block. I promise you that. And so does Madeline. We swear on our lives, hand over heart, that it is not a strategy. So many people are searching for another webinar or another something like this and that. But it's like, until you start working on your mind, all of that other stuff becomes redundant. That stuff helps, obviously, to grow. But the foundation is a mindset. Yeah, and I actually... um did a little bit of a thing with myself where when I knew it was a mindset struggle, not a strategy struggle, I banned myself from that educational in quotation marks content just for a couple of weeks, just to really center into myself and know what I wanted to create and how I wanted to do things. 
And then when my mindset was right, I started, you know, kind of searching for the strategy for the things that I knew I was ready to do. That's huge. That's such a good tip. And I really hope that that is drilled into you for anyone listening. Like sometimes you just need to detox. It's like when we're, you know, trying to lose weight or trying to get healthier, we're always just looking for a new diet or a new workout. And we think that there's going to be this like magic key that's going to change everything. The magic key is your mind, your mindset. This is like... Everyone says it's 80% psychology, 20% strategy. That's bullshit. I reckon it's like 98%, yeah. 95% um, your mindset. Because what's the difference between two people, one succeeding and one's not? Their mind. The mind. <laughs> so that's huge what Madeline just said. If you are at that point now where it's like, I'm just struggling to be consistent, I'm struggling to move forward, stop consuming, yeah. start turning inwards and you will be surprised at how much you're able to move forward so on the personal branding side of things you love personal branding I love personal branding most people don't even know what personal branding (laughs) is and when we're going to answer the same question on your podcast I know so we're doing an interview on a Madeline's after this so if you want to go listen to that as well that will be linked below so in your opinion what is personal branding and what are the top three things that someone should be doing to grow their personal brand online to me personal branding is what differentiates you from everybody else in your industry because you can brand a business or you can brand a service but that doesn't show people a point of difference and create a connection and personal branding is what has for many 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 years set those people who are really really successful apart it's just that now there's more of a common knowledge term for it and we're starting to identify the successes for those people so it's really about your point of difference really yeah and the top three things top three things (laughs) be yourself (laughs) (laughs) i know it's the hardest one that that painful painful piece of advice that everyone gives but nobody does no well the thing with be yourself is i think the the buzzword authenticity is that people think okay i have to be myself i have to be authentic what's the right way to do that yeah intellectualize intellectualize it strategize it you can't strategize be yourself be yourself is me posting a picture of uh, myself on Instagram stories foam rolling before dinner last night because I thought I looked funny like that you know or hashtag entertainment <laughs> yeah exactly it's like just just you know how you be yourself you be who you are with your closest friends and your family or your boyfriend or whatever when you're just there having a laugh that's that's how you that's the question that yeah. I give people when I'm saying like who, who are you so that's that's the first one the second one is use your personal brand to create a connection. That's that's your focus. Your focus is to create a connection. So understanding what your personal story is, but not only that, also intersecting your personal story with what you're trying to teach people. Yeah. That's, that's what I call the sweet spot in personal branding. So you've got your connectors, you've got your outcome, just knock the table with excitement. <laughs> Where do those things intersect? Yeah. And the third one is create content that's unfiltered. So I did a podcast episode about this. Uh, We edit ourselves a lot and I've started a practice where I specifically catch myself out when I'm creating content. It's like a game that I play with myself. You're typing something out and you think, oh no, what if people misunderstand me? What if that comes across not right? That's not what personal branding is about. Personal branding needs you to be unfiltered because it connects you with the people who you're actually meant to help, the people who actually get you at your core. And anyone who doesn't get that, you shouldn't worry about them because you're not here to please everybody. You're here to serve the people who you're here to serve and they need to be able to find and connect with you. Yeah, that's massive. And do you know what? Like as you were speaking then, 
I'd never even really thought about that, like unfiltering yourself. And I must say that being a Gemini, being the lover of communication, what I've realized even through my own self-development work is I don't have a filter. Like if I think, <laughs> and that's why I speak so quickly and yeah. often win myself. Yeah. Um, because I, there is nothing between a thought and it coming out of my mouth. Yeah. But you saying that has made me realize that maybe that's why I'm able to generate such yes. a close relationship with my community and things like that. So that's a massive tip. And I don't think you necessarily have to be a Gemini <laughs> or, or someone who loves to speak to do that. But I think you can practice and condition yourself just to just aware. stop being so judgmental. Yeah, just be aware. And I mean, you will, if you take the time to actually, when you're creating content, start to realize when you're stopping yourself from doing something, you'll you'll get in the practice of um, of doing it. And in the beginning, it does take a little bit of courage to step into your personal brand as your most, most authentic self and hit publish on that thing that your brain is telling you not to. But like anything else, it's a practice. Mm. And if you want to build a personal brand that is really going to leverage your business, you know, above and beyond, that's the commitment that it takes to doing that. That scary thing. The mindset work. Yeah. It all comes back to the mindset work. All right. Thank you so freaking much. But now it is time for dun dun dun. Oh, the questions thought. I wasn't allowed to see. <laughs> you just need to answer these as quickly as possible. Don't look at the beat. Oh my god, I can't even see without my glasses. Relax. <laughs> They're not even that bad. Okay. What would you rather give up? Tea or coffee? Coffee. Really? Yeah. You love your tea, don't you? Well, I have like tea for multiple times of the day. Yeah. You see. Like Earl Grey in the morning, green during the day, and then like chamomile at night. Whereas coffee is like a morning thing. Yeah. So it's like longevity. You know? That's really, you should really strategize your way around <laughs> that question, didn't you? I didn't think <laughs> the question. It was my first thought, I promise. What is your favorite song of all time? I think we like. Five, six, seven, eight. I, anything 90s. Um, where the party at as well. Where the party at. Yeah, yeah. That, that really hits the top for me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so if you had to choose only one social media platform to use for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Instagram. Really? We all know I'm addicted to Instagram stories. Yeah, no, who isn't? (laughs) (laughs) Who's your biggest idol of all time? Oh, that's a tough one. First thought. (laughs) I don't think I have one. Really? Yeah. I I try not to draw inspiration too much from other people because I feel like that's a trap that I fell into. It was like a self-awareness thing. Um, When I start to kind of idolize or focus in on someone's journey too much it seeps into my brain so like okay. i i consume and leave so let's just go with um s-cop 7 then S-Cop 7, yeah. <laughs> we all know, you know 90s music is where to my heart okay so if you were going to be a famous man who would you want to be famous man tony robbins yeah classic so large jumping on a trampoline being on stage loving life <laughs> private jet where, where is the bad <laughs> if you were going to change your name what would you change it to uh, maybe my middle name, Catherine. Oh, I like that. Not yeah. Princess Banana Hammock. <laughs> crap bag. First name crap, last name bag. We watch way too many friends. Would you rather be a chicken or a fish? A fish. I'm scared of chickens. Really? Yeah. What? You know there's chickens in the house back over here? What? If you poke in, there's like 45 chickens. No, they're scary. They peck and they all run towards you and no, no, no. <laughs> All right, so now we know that Madeline is obsessed with 90s music and scared of chickens. Yay! <laughs> so where can people find you on social media and all the things? Obviously, obviously Instagram. Instagram, obviously I'm there all the time. You can see pictures of me foam rolling myself. Um, and drinking tea. Drinking tea, pictures of my breakfast, all that kind of stuff. I, I also help with information yeah. and content. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's um, at Madeline Nime. My website is madelinenime.com.au. Podcast has just been rebranded to the Madeline Nime podcast. Easy to go self-named. You know where to find me. I Last name it. is N-I-M-E-H. It'll all be linked down below anyway. So notes. don't worry about remembering that one. Thank you so much for joining me today and joining us today, should I say. It was honestly such a pleasure to have you. Everyone, make sure you do go check out Madeline. She's absolutely freaking amazing. I love her and you're going to love her as well. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and I'll see you in the next episode. So that is it for today's episode. I really hope that it was helpful for you and that you took away some key information about how you can grow a profitable and memorable personal brand online. If you have not already, I would very much appreciate it if you would leave me a review on iTunes if this podcast helped you in any way. And of course, come hang out with me either on Instagram at Erin May Henry or in the May Collective Facebook group. Now, go out there and become known online. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 